um, to my solo consulting journey. Um, yeah. So before that, I was, you know, in the startup world as a marketing leader. Um, and so it's been, it's been great. So I've just continually refined my processes over the last, you know, 10 months, working yeah. mostly with early stage B2B startups, helping them to find their go-to-market strategy. So there's a couple of things that are included with that, but it's been super, super fun. Dude, I love it. No, like going through, it's so fun too, to look at your history. I don't know if you realize how unique it is, but going from marketing at Target and marketing with Lucid and Lucid Charts, like not many, not many people get to work with brands like that and then have the audacity and the tenacious ambition to go after this the way you right. are. And it just, yeah. like, I, I can't imagine that the treasure trove of experience you have while you're doing what Reed Hoffman said. You know, pushing a plane, up, plane off of a cliff and repairing it while it's going down. That's startup life right there. So yeah. uh, what's yep. been the what's been like the most uh, eye opening or shocking thing that, that you've experienced so far? Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things is just. All seeing... right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. And I'm excited to have Garrett Justice on today. Uh, Garrett is a fellow marketer. I still kind of consider myself uh, such, um, even as an entrepreneur. Like I, I have some background there, but he's been at levels I never was at, working at companies like Target and working for a company like Lucid Charts. And the, you know, the realm of, of, what you do and the types of people that you work with and companies that are that are that massive or that are on that that fast of a trajectory it's just different we just have very different experiences so i can't wait to pick his brain and help you guys you know learn from his experience on how to efficiently grow b2b companies um you know specifically but i can tell you what as a business owner who's been in the b2b and the b2c space and different companies uh the principles when you find people who have principles they apply to both markets so if you're looking for growth strategies and for streamlining success with team you know with team alignment proper team alignment we're gonna be talking about all of that as we open his vision before i bring garrett on stage though um i want to give a shout out to some sponsors that i love and appreciate uh cold click is what we use for our LinkedIn automation. And it gets us in touch with hundreds of people um, without us having to really do anything at this point because we've got the message out there helping people know what it is that we do. And the reason why that's so important is because distribution at the top of the funnel is something that most entrepreneurs aren't very good at. Um, and it's not only that we're not good at it, I see a lot of entrepreneurs that avoid it altogether because they don't want to make people upset or they feel like it's inauthentic. There's nothing inauthentic about getting your brand in front of people that you don't know and giving them the opportunity to say, hey, I kind of like that person. Um, I should I should talk to them. Hey, that person does what I need. I should reach out to them. It's just a great way to get in front of great people. And then you can pick up the relationship more organically from there, especially if you're not using messages that manipulate the audience. That would be my last secret I'll give today on that, which would be uh, if you have an automation that says, hey, we have mutual friends, we should connect. Super inauthentic, not cool. Um, you know, if you have an automation that says, hey, I'm really impressed with your profile. Uh, again, you didn't look at it. It's an automation. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to say, 
you know, the system helped me find you because it says you're a great leader. Well, the system did. But anyway, I'm going to get off my teaching skills here um, and go right into uh, Simply Fast Websites. Simply Fast Websites is built by Shane Michael. And I love that he built a platform where you can get a website for as little as $179. I don't need this. Uh, I would have needed this 10, 15 years ago, even even three years ago when we started first class business, it would have been, he would have been somebody that I would have considered in our lineup of web developers and web designers because of his ability to offer that. Now you can build a free website on Wix, on Squarespace, on WordPress um, with different theme builders and all that. But I really like that he's got an offer that's much more generous than most web developers, web designers I've seen out there. So I'm rooting for him to win. And I figured if there's anybody out there who's getting started and they need some guidance and they really want to understand the ins and outs of a, of a great website foundation, then uh, Shane's got a passion that I just don't I don't see too often um, in, in the web designers I come across. And I've talked to I've talked to a few thousand um, over the last couple of years. Um, so uh, I'm happy to support Shane on his venture. I hope that goes well. By all means, if you ever work with anything that, that we're using and you don't have a good experience, don't hesitate to to throw that back at us and say, hey, Jackson, I didn't have the experience that I thought. Hey, Jackson, here's what I did experience. We're always looking to optimize. We have no ego associated with this. We simply want to help you win. Now, moving into the water project, we also want this cause to win. Uh, we have the great fortune of having access to clean drinking water every day, you and I. We don't have to go look for it. If you're listening to this, I highly doubt you had to find a clean source of water today. There's millions of people who don't have that privilege and luxury. We have an opportunity to give back. What I love about this is they show you what the community is like before you invest and in, in donating your money um, to the experience or to helping them. You also get to see the result on the flip side and see how many people were affected by it and see how the community maintains um, that experience. So your money is being put to good use, in my humble opinion. Um, it's what I love about it. And uh, I just I can't I can't live with myself each day if I don't take the opportunity to help with these causes for people all over the world who have far greater challenges and adversities than I'll probably ever have to face. Um, so if you're in a position to give, please do. If you're not, please share. And if you feel like there's a better program that we should be supporting, a better cause, something of greater need, please drop it in the comments and give the people who are listening a chance to help out with those causes. We got 8 billion people to help. And I never want to forget that. Without further ado, I'm bringing Garrett Justice on stage after diving into his LinkedIn profile. Let me pull that up. Where, where are you at? Oh, there it is. All right. I'm not very good at the screen managing thing, but here we go. Um, his experience, as I mentioned, Garrett has worked with Target. He's worked with a company called Lucid. And again, this is the uh, the company of Lucid Charts. He was there for three years, um, you know, head of marketing uh, with Lucid Press, podcast host and community organizer um, in 2021. He also has uh, some, some secrets probably for me um, and how I can be a better host of the show. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then these are some of the other startups that he's also worked with. Um, and as I got to know him personally, I'm um, just impressed with his leadership skills and uh, the way he held himself. So Garrett, dude, thank you so much for joining me on Vision Pros Live. It's an honor to have you. Well, it's, it's great to be here. Thanks, Jackson. I'm excited. Yeah, man, absolutely. So I, I talked about your audience a little bit earlier. But let's give a refresher for anybody who's joining in live. Um, who should be listening today? And beyond my rambling, why should they listen to you? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so 
you know, I have a, I have a background experience in marketing, launched my solo consulting company earlier this year. And so I mostly work with early stage B2B companies, um, either the founders or those solo marketers, early, early marketers, just to help them lock in their go-to-market strategy. A lot of companies, when they start doing marketing for the first time, it's a lot of, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Right. And yeah. I, I, I've been there, I've done that, I've made some of those mistakes. And so I just want to help, you know, early stage companies have a higher chance of success and avoid some of those mistakes that I made earlier in my career. Cause I think that there is a, a way to go about it. There are core principles that every company needs to adopt in order to do it well. And that's really what I focus on. Dude, I see 90% of companies throwing uncooked spaghetti at the wall. Um, yeah, to see what sticks. Um, yeah. So it's, it's challenging. Marketing is a lot harder than people realize. Um, so uh, let's talk about that vision of yours. Um, obviously, you want to you want to help them find what sticks. Um, but what do you envision for these uh, these early stage startups? What's that path to marketing look like when they do this right? Yeah. So let me, let me first explain what I see most often. Right. That's helpful. And then I, and, 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 and so, um, what I often see is, you know, companies start to get some momentum. They have some customers, they have some sales and they want to put fuel on the fire. Right. And so what do they do? Often they jump straight into marketing channels. So they, they probably don't have anyone in house or maybe they do, maybe they hire someone in house, but they'll, they'll jump to hiring, you know, an SEO agency or someone to help them with paid ads or some other things like that. Um, and usually they haven't solidified what I call your go-to-market foundations. And by not solidifying that and aligning the team on that, you're basically setting up whoever you hire for failure, right? Any, any marketing execution, any channel needs to flow out of a strategy and an understanding of those foundations. So you know, what are those foundations? You know, kind of going back to your original question, what is, what does good look like, right? Yes. Any company before you start marketing, you have to have a deep understanding of who are you marketing to, right? Who are your best fit customers? And you know, this, all of this sounds super simple, right? It's like sure. marketing 101, business 101, but the truth is most companies don't do this. And, and what I see often is, you know, companies that get some momentum, they have different segments, different types of customers and they haven't picked which one they want to focus on finding Let more. Let me of. pause you real quick because you said most companies aren't doing this. Um, and and don't get me wrong, Le LeBron James has done a layup before, but it's yeah. the basketball players who stop doing the layups. Yeah, they can't play the game uh, right. the right way. So uh, it, this is incredibly important. If you're listening in, gather the the nuggets you know out of what Garrett says. Um, not don't listen just for the the overall general topic. Go ahead, hit it, hit it hard. Yeah. I like it. So who? So, yeah. So, and one of the, one of the key principles there is for most companies who are just starting marketing for the first time, you don't have the resources to focus usually on more than one or two distinct market segments. And you probably are serving more than that right now. You probably have different types of companies that you're serving. So a big, a big first question is who do you focus on and who do you ignore for the time being, right? The goal in doing good marketing and sales is to find more companies or people to buy your product or service that looks like that look like your best fit customers that you already have, right? And yep. so that that's really what it comes down to in that first step is like who who should you be marketing to? And then once you identify those people, 
then it's about talking with them, setting up time to do actual interviews and understand how they think about the challenges that you can help solve and where they look for solutions. So that should help inform your messaging and positioning and what you say on your website and in a, you know, in a sales call or anything like that and which channels you pick, right? Again, so often companies jump straight into those channels or they see and hear, oh, we got to be on TikTok. We got to be doing yep. this. We got to be doing that. There's a million channels out there. But the truth is you don't. And you probably don't have the bandwidth to be able to do all of those things. And so you got to focus on those one or two market segments, understand exactly what they say so you can speak really clearly to that need, and then focus on testing systematically those channels and motions where they have told you they are, right? So you can find- How many foundations are there? So really just those three is what I focus on. Three was the who, the channels. Messaging and positioning, right? So what do you say? Yep. And then channels is third and that's where do you say it, right? Um, So who, what, and where, right? Are the key components before you jump in um, to really launching and scaling marketing efforts. Nice. Okay. Good stuff, man. Thank you for that. Um, I wanted to take, I've taken a lot of notes. Um, and what about you, Garrett? So for your life, um, what's your personal vision? What do you, where do you see yourself, uh, moving towards? And you can say where you're at now, but I think we established that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. So, you know, the interesting thing about where I'm at now is you would ask me a year ago, I would have never thought I would be consulting, right now, right? I'm just a, just under a year into this. And so I, I kind of went through, um, you know, I spent the last 10 years or so working in a lot of early stage startups um, as a marketing leader. And it was a fun ride and I learned a ton. I needed kind of a change of pace, you know, when I left my last gig and I'm to a place now personally in my life where I have four kids between the ages of two and 10 and (laughs) it's awesome, but it's busy too. And so I I want to be, um, you know, to a place where I can coach my son's soccer team. I want that flexibility, um, that comes with it. And that's one of the things I think a lot of people learn as you get a little bit older. So, um, that's part of what led me into, you know, consulting and starting my own business. And it's been an awesome adventure. I've learned a ton so far, but you know, that's the thing that's highest priority for me right now is, being able to be available, be flexible while still making a good living and focusing on, you know, the type of work that I love doing. So I love that. And you, you never get it back for all those who are listening. You don't get to reset the video game. Uh, It's it, you know, and I've been, I was so blessed to be a stay at home dad since I was 22 years old. Um, Right. My first daughter was born. I was working from home. I ran a crazy hectic life for startups for those first three years, but that was also purpose driven. I said, well, my daughters and I was there, I, I got to see the first steps. I get to be there for the first word. She first, first, first word was with me. We'd play with a light switch, um, mm-hmm. light on, light off, light on. And eventually she goes light. And I was like, well, that's a strange first word, but she's also a strangely amazing child. Yeah. Anybody who's listening again, my goal is to inspire you to not only crush it in business, but to realize that you can crush it with your family or with your friends and with your personal priorities too. Those are, those are important. You don't have to sacrifice those just because yeah. you're an entrepreneur. Some of us just justify and do so. Yeah. You know, to that point, my wife and I were just talking the other day. So my youngest is, is almost two. And one of the things we were commenting on is, um, you know, I've worked from home for the last two years, you know, even before I started the consulting thing, the pandemic and everything else. And it's interesting seeing, how uh, much closer 
he is to me than my other kids were. You know, I have great relationships with all of my kids, but at that age, because I've been able to go down and eat lunch with him every day, you know, he sees me multiple times a day, so much more than my other kids did. And those are things, like you said, you just can't get back that are some of the, the valuable things that, um, some of the perks, I guess, that I feel like I've been blessed with in, in my current career. Have you gotten to be coach yet? Yeah. So I just, I'm in the process of coaching my uh, son's soccer team and Woo! that's been super fun. So loving that. And I wish I had great. a photo of that. This is mine. This is, this is my little girl's soccer team. Um, we were coaching that. And then this is my son's soccer team when I was coaching him as well. Man, just soak that up. Whatever. If there's anything that tries to derail you on that, don't let it happen. And those of you who are listening in again, like it's it's your opportunity to seize that and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be there for this. I'm going to have some fun with it. Um, you know, my, my kids will never forget that I got to be their coach and they still wish and we still try to figure it out, even though we live in different cities now. It's like, man, how do we make more of those types of experiences happen? Um, I mean, that that's the essence of life, my friend. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, do you want to you want to continue on the vision path? Anything else you want to add to that before we move on to the worst business experience ever? You know, the only thing else I was going to say is um, I think your vision evolves right throughout your career and throughout your life. And so I, I, I really see it as, you know, stages or seasons of life. And, you know, for me, I just kind of embarked on this kind of new phase where, again, like I said, I was the last eight or 10 years as a marketing leader in early stage startups to now you know, as an entrepreneur and as, as a solo consultant. And that's just a new phase of life for me. So, you know, yep. what does the future bring? I don't know, but I'm sure that there's going to be other seasons and phases later on in life. They're going to be different. I think that that's okay. So I think it's important to understand that that vision will evolve. And the most important thing is to understand what's most important right now. And, you know, that's really what should guide what that vision is. And it, it might change a little bit later. It might change down the road as you learn more as you grow, as you evolve, as your life changes, right? I love it. My saying is begin with the vision in mind, because most people say begin with the end in mind. And I think it's good too, but the vision, you know, you're, you're, you don't know the end. You get to the hilltop and you see a new vision, um, mm -hmm. you know, of what's available out there. So uh, that's 100% something that I believe in. Uh, we, we're going to dive a little bit into that personal side again, just because I know how important this is. And we have an opportunity to shape uh, really future society in a way that I don't think enough people are talking about when you work from home, um, you know, and your wife as well, or your spouse as well happens to, to be there. And that, that lovey, wonderful, all sunshine and roses opportunity exists. One thing that we don't, I don't hear talked about in society a whole lot is the fact that now you have two opinions in the household more often. Um, and that is, challenging. I'm, I'm twice divorced. Um, not by choice. Um, nobody's fault. One, you know, lots of, lots of accountability opportunities, um, you know, in, in those realities and that the, the pain of going through that, uh, with a family is, is very difficult. Um, the reason why I, I mentioned this though, is because so many people are going into this opportunity of, of working from home and while there's a million pros to working from home there, I don't call them pros and cons anyways, there's challenges mm -hmm. that exist with that. Um, you don't have to reveal anything personal, Garrett, about this, but what, what would your counsel be? Or, you know, what have you, what, what would you share with somebody who's going into that dynamic that can help foster and cultivate great relationships for, yeah. for family's sakes? 
Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's actually, it's something I think is top of mind for anyone who works from home. So I'll say before the pandemic, before I, I started working from home, I was, you know, all of my jobs up to then was, was in an office, were in an office. And I actually thought at that point, you know, I, that, um, I, I thought I preferred working in an office. I think there's pros and cons to working in an office, being around people, the camaraderie and everything else versus, you know, working from home. Um, I didn't think I'd be able to successfully work from home just with, you know, craziness of life and everything that's going on here at my house throughout the day. Um, my mindset has, uh, has shifted a hundred percent. I now a hundred percent would prefer to work from home. Again, there's, there's pros and cons to both. Like lo- yep. also love things about working in an office. And the thing that's really worked for me and for my family is, you know, my wife and I, when we first start, when I first started working from home is we sat down together and we made a, some rules, right? We, some rules and some guidelines. Smart. And we've talked about them over time, right? Like as our kids have gotten a little bit older too. So for example, they um, evolve as the vision evolves. They evolve, right? Yeah. You know, yep. so for example, um, one of the things we talked about is like when I go into my office and I shut the door, like I'm at work just like I drove to work, right? And um, text me, yes. call me like you would, but um, I we tell my kids the same thing. You can't just come into dad's office at any given time because he's talking. Yeah. He might be on a call with Jackson, he might be on a call with someone else. Right. And so feel yep. free to text me, call me. I often, I, I don't know if you can see over my back shoulder right here. I have this basket full of, of pictures and notes that my kids throughout the day slide under the door. Right? Oh, cool. <laughs> so that's, so that's something that they do. Well, right. Uh, and then if I have a break, I'll go down and say hi when they get home from school. But, you know, setting some of those baseline well rules has been super important to just get everyone on the same page. Dude, entrepreneurs would benefit so much from my understanding this because they were the originals of the work from homes. You know, like mm-hmm. there, there weren't a lot of work from home opportunities. Now almost everybody's getting into it, but phenomenal <coughs> set of rules and systems. For me, the most the most heartbreaking moment um, that you wouldn't expect was my six month old daughter knocking on that door, wanting to play with daddy and me having to not ignore it. Be like I had it the first time, but then I was like, oh, my goodness. Like I'm going to have to flex here um, yeah. and, and help her understand that I'm not ignoring my child. What a, what a trauma that would be for her to think. Whereas if you're working not in the home, they're not even thinking about you. You know, you're just not right. around. But here yeah. you are ignoring them in a room they know you're in. Like, oh, it was so it was such a sad experience to figure out like, man, there are challenges here too. my kids have a knock rule. Um, yeah. they, they knock on my door and they're not allowed to, to enter until I, I let them know like it's OK to enter. And if they do, man, do we, no, I'm just kidding. If they do, then I remind them, you know, I bring them in, but they've also, I've also done some polite trainings with them, you know, on etiquette of like, Hey, if you come in, I'm on a zoom call, make sure to say hi Mm -hmm. to whoever it is. Make sure to wait for the right opportunity to talk. Um, you know, and don't just interrupt the adults, you know, same things we, we teach our kids in normal societal circumstances. Um, but it's there, there's, there's unique challenges about the process. Um, and, and sometimes it's not, easy even as the adults uh you know to to get on the same page about those realities so yeah we have each their own yeah we have similar rules here too but i i'll say too like amazing perks that come with it too you know in addition to that i i carve out time every day i block it off on my calendar that i can go down and and eat lunch with my wife or my kids who are home right exactly like more a couple days a week my my wife and i get eat lunch together and then you know play a card game. We've been in a monopoly deal 
recently if you've played that game. Love that game. Right? (laughs) I miss that. I used to play all the time. (laughs) So we'll play a couple rounds of Monopoly deal while eating lunch. And like, those are things, again, like you just can't, you you can't give get back, you know, that are just amazing. So, uh, oh, I forgot about that game. I got to go buy it. Like, seriously, I'm going to go buy it this weekend. My kids and I are going to play next week. (laughs) So that's good stuff. Um, all right. So the, uh, the other, the other thought that came up is, and when we'll end this, guys, this is life hacks for those who work from home. Um, but I love, I, I needed a car ride home. That was the hardest part um, for me, for, for our relationship was I was stuck in entrepreneur mode and I'd come out as an entrepreneur, not as a dad or as a husband. Um, and so I realized like, man, when you go into an office and you go home, you have time to listen to music or listen to sports or listen to news or whatever, whatever you need to decompress. And then you arrive home as like a human being, mm-hmm. but without that separation, I'm jolting out of my offense from, you know, office from entrepreneurship and back into reality. Like if I don't, if I didn't have something to recondition my mind and get myself set. And I was like, well, that sucks. Cause now I'm losing 10 more minutes with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I'm resetting um, mm-hmm. my, my mode and, and what mode I'm supposed to be in to show up. So uh, yeah, this anyway, um, let's dive into that worst business experience ever. Um, I, I know people benefit tremendously from understanding the challenges that exist. This can be yours as a business owner. This can be a company you were at. It's your call, Garrett. Man, there's so many. I don't, I don't even know which one to pick. I was actually just writing down um, today um, some of the failures in my career so mm. far, um, as well as, you know, like some of the successes. It's all about um, just perception on this. So how, why don't we do yeah. this? Just, I'm, I'm going to read through some of these failures that <laughs> cool. I wrote down in my list. You tell me which one makes sense. <laughs> We're going to rank them. Dive Every into, listening right? can rank these two. That'll be fine. There you go. So, um, so here's a couple of failures that I wrote down. It took me five years to graduate from college with a four-year degree. Um, okay. I launched a startup in college that failed before making a dollar. Um, I studied for the GMAT for months thinking I was going to go get an MBA, but never took it. And partially because my, my scores were never good enough. Um, I received, I, you know, I've received feedback from managers that my skills weren't good enough. I've butted heads with coworkers and company leaders. Um, I've been laid off in two of my four, uh, full-time jobs that I've had post-college. Um, I mean, so those are a couple that I wrote down. I mean, there's plenty of others, right. But, I, I don't know. Any of those you want to dive into? Um, well, I'm putting um, you on the spot. I, yeah, you're putting me on the spot with that. Um, well, I have you beat on the university level because I didn't make it past the third semester. Um, so there's there's a and and I would say, I guess, the the layoff aspect, um, because I'm, I'm sure you also have other other realities, adversities that you face in life um, sure. beyond those. But um the the good news is none of them were like i lost five million dollars um you know to uh not to yet but maybe that embezzled it, it'll yeah. come right yeah. you'll, you'll, <laughs> that won't come hopefully not that one but yeah we we will all go through adversities that that give us the opportunity to to learn valuable lessons in life yeah. um you know and that's how i see every adversity that i go through so i, I appreciate the playful nature of of ours um and, and that you're you're willing to play with me on it but let's talk about those uh those layoffs um yeah. feel free to dive into the worst one or take the angle you want 
Yeah, I'll say um, layoffs are hard. They're challenging. And I think there are a lot of people right now who are experiencing that, especially if you work in software or tech, right? There have been just massive layoffs the last year plus. And I, you know, I, I see posts and I see friends who are struggling, right? I saw one yesterday of someone who's been out of work for 10 months and had countless interviews and just can't find the right thing. So honestly, I'm, I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had being laid off multiple times. Um, yeah. because I, I get it. I can empathize with the pain that, you know, those people can go through wanting to take care of their families. And, and I also, it's helped me, you know, be more open to helping those people out when I can, right? Like I, I regularly will do calls, how to call this week with someone who's looking to move jobs. And it's just something I do for free on the side, you know, with connections that I have to help how I can. Right. I love it. Um, I'll say, you know, my first my first job out of college was at Target in Minneapolis. I moved my family halfway across the country to Minneapolis, city I hadn't really been to before except for working there, right? Um, had a job there for a couple of years and they went through a massive round of layoffs. And, oh. and it wasn't, you know, that first time, I mean, it wasn't performance related. It was really just like, a, you know, striking thousands of people out of, out of work. And so, you know, there I had a young family. I had my son and my wife, I'd moved halfway across the country and I had to figure out kind of next steps. And it took a while to figure out. And I ended up making a, a shift into kind of a different season. I realized, you know, you know, through my experience there, I missed the smaller company feel. I missed, you know, that, that startup feel I missed something else. So I ended up making a, a shift into a different company, different industry. But I mean, those are, those are challenging. It's hard. I, I, I worked much more when I was out of work, looking for a job, connecting with people and applying and interviewing and all that than I did in my full-time job. So, I mean, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of pain, but, but fortunately the, the few times that I've been laid off, I've always ended up getting something better. And that's really hard to hear in the moment. Like when you're, if you're listening to this and you're looking for that next job, it's always hard. But like from someone who's been there multiple times, I can tell you that, it's always turned out better for me in that next step and that next step and that next yep. step. And, and so it's really about having that long-term perspective. And even though it's challenging in the moment, it's going to, it's going to work out. It's going to work out for the better in the long run. Right. And you have to be in a position to, to do what you can about the situation. You also have to do something about the situation in order for that right. to happen. And a lot of people, when they lose their jobs, you know, if you've got low self-esteem, you got a lack of confidence, you got insecurities, that can be one of the most debilitating experiences you're suffering with depression you can feel like nobody cares um mm -hmm. and, or nobody values you and you got to get out of your own head and realize that's not true um you know you 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 don't deserve to beat yourself up like that i was thinking like man i've never been laid off i've been fired a number of times uh, i've been kicked out the door a couple times um because i'm i'm very direct and self-assured and and like i i know what I won't, and I won't mess around with bad ethics. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like that's a, it's a big thing that I've had to deal with in certain companies, but I was laid off. Mm -hmm. I was laid off one time, but I came back to work the next day. Um, and they said, what are you doing? We can't pay you. And I said, I'm going to make my phone calls. I'm going to make my sales. Mm -hmm. And they said, you can't like, we just laid you off. And I said, I don't care. I'm going to my desk. I'm going to make my phone calls and I will close my deals. And he said, all right, Jackson's crazy. He's going to work for free. And I went and I closed my deals and we went from a $537 bank account to a $30,000 bank account. Within two weeks, we had $10 million from our investors. Hmm. Um, you know, like, 
So I just, but I, I, you can't do that in all situations. You can't just go back to work, but there's, there's a resilience and a tenacity. There's, 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 there's rewards for exercising those virtues. Um, and then you become, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly looking for new work um, and opportunities. And so it becomes a thing of the past, the, the challenge of dealing with that. Um, so thanks for, uh, thanks for driving that reality home for people. And what's your best experience in business? Um, another great question. Um, you know, I love, um, when as a consultant or, you know, previously as a marketing leader, when I can impact people's lives for the better, right? Like I I love being able to help and to coach and to advise. And that's, you know, a lot of what I'm doing right now, working with founders and entrepreneurs who are, you know, they're, they're, they don't know what to do. They, they, they want to grow their business, but they just don't know what, or maybe they've had some bad experiences. Right. And, and it's, it's so rewarding to, um, be able to coach them and kind of walk them through a process and help open their eyes a little bit and get to a point where they say, Oh my goodness, this has been so impactful. I mean, I was on a call with a client just earlier this week and I've been working with kind of their core leadership team over the past few months, walking them through this process to understand Who's their best fit customers? You know, what, what's that messaging and positioning look like? You know, which channels should they focus on? And it was, you know, someone just made a comment, like we would have never gotten to this. doesn't matter how long we would have focused on this. We would have never gotten to this without your help. And so that's rewarding. I also think from a personal perspective, you know, though I am not, I'm a, I'm a company of one today. One of the things I love the most in the past is, you know, professional development of people on my team. Right. And so I still get to do that occasionally as I connect with people and provide advice, but just being able to help people understand that, you know, careers are long and that I want to, as your manager, help you, um, find what you want to do long-term, help you discover what your vision is. And hopefully this is a stepping stone to that. But the more that I can help understand that, the more that I can help tailor this role to be meaningful for you, to end up where you want to go. Right. And so that's always rewarding too, is being able to work with people like that and be in a position where you can help tailor their future. So they have more satisfaction in their current role and they're moving closer to that ideal vision in the future. Right. I hope to blow everybody's mind right now in relation to the fourth level of impact um, and influence that exists, which is your ability to impact people without even being present any longer right? That that's Jesus. Um, that's Gandhi. That's Martin Luther King. All right. They're, they're gone. They've passed on from this world and yet they still have a tremendous impact and ripple effect. And with modern technology, we've been blessed with the exact same type of thing, Garrett, you as well have already done that in tremendous ways for my life by being part of lucid charts, for instance. Now I'm an extremely grateful individual. Um, and I, I own that confidently. I hope you, everybody listening to this is working on that as well, because it, it breeds so much joy and peace for your life when you are. Um, but you also begin to see the connections in the world of how things work. I have 1% of a company in Toronto, thanks to, in large part, Lucid Charts um, and what I was able to utilize that for and what they were able to utilize that for as well to help us construct um, our, our processes for the company and the organization. Mm-hmm. So you had an impact on that. Um, you know, You didn't get to see it. You didn't get to be a part of it. But when I was at Video Power Marketing, I was looking at 70,000 people a month coming to this website to learn how to become video strategists and launch agencies. And what if somebody in Sri Lanka or some obscure place on the planet to me 
ends up becoming one of the best video ad agencies in the world because they learned what we were doing with these systems. Like I got a huge kick out of that. So now that you're coaching entrepreneurs directly, the indirect mechanism is that all that they're going and doing the same thing for others now, thanks to what it is that you are doing for them. You just don't get to be the brand behind it, the face behind it in that reality. But dude, you're, you're absolutely crushing it. We've got a few minutes left. I want to do that for as many people as we can right now, based on B2B growth strategies um, to streamline success. We talked about the foundations, the, the who, the what, and the where. Um, excellent principles. If you're taking notes on that reality, writing that down, you know, what, what is your who? What is your who not, like Garrett said? And mm-hmm. what channels and what messaging and positioning? Awesome. What can you throw down right now, though? Some secret sauces, maybe some dangerous stuff that we shouldn't do until we have that established. What can? What so, do you want to gift us? So I think the biggest thing um, that I end up um, coaching entrepreneurs on is focus, focus, and the power of focus. Um, there are again, just like life, there's like times and seasons, and when you're first starting a company, you are. Um, you're, you're trying to sell anything and everything that you can, right. To keep the lights on, right. Eventually you're going to get some momentum and you're going to find some patterns across the different types of customers that, um, you're selling. And that's going to be a time where you're going to want to scale, but in order to scale revenue faster, it's almost counterintuitive, but the best marketing is as focused as you can be, right. You focus on one type of segment, one type of user, you focus specifically on talking to them and their needs. And don't worry about the others, right? Who you might sell. You focus on one or two channels, right? And that power of focus is so important to yes. scaling your impact and your success. And so many companies just get trapped in that um, that realm of feeling like they have to do everything. They have to be on every channel. They have to talk to all of their different um, types of customers, right? They have to serve lots of different types of customers. And the, you know, the truth is you don't, you, you can focus. And the more you focus, usually the better it gets. Absolutely. I'm going to give two examples of that. Um, I used to respond to all of my messages in LinkedIn or all, and, and most of my emails, um, mm-hmm. I, I would respond to, I got a little bit dismal on those emails. I read every single one of them, but I would, even if it was an opportunity that I knew I was never going to pursue, no, thank you. Um, you know, I'm not interested. Or when I was younger and a little bit more pretentious, I would respond with your offer is not great. Here's why blah, 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 blah. I'm giving them free work and I'm not working on my business. When I do that, mm-hmm. I'm not focused. Mm-hmm. I'm losing sight of my vision. I'm not being a producer. I'm being a consumer. And that reality, that's an example of, of focus that can literally give you back five to 15 minutes per day, which if you multiply by the 365 days, um, you know, that exists or the 200 working days that you have, that's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. lost time to build what you need to build. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Well said. Yeah, no, I think there's so many ways that we can focus and focus better um, throughout the day. And as an early stage company, you know, one of the things you're lacking most often is resources. It's time, it's budget. And so the more you can focus, the more it helps you um, to do those most important things better, right? And that's really the key to growing and scaling. Here's another example of that, that we just implemented. Um, You know, when when you get off the show, you and I, I just triggered an email to you while we were talking. 
um, by putting that you showed up for this episode. Mm-hmm. And that that just triggered an email to you that sends you all the links so you can reshare this um, with your yeah. audience, right? Before one, we, we weren't doing it, um, you know, so we're losing the opportunity to have. And why? Because, like you mentioned, well, I'm not worried about what we're we're missing out. We're missing out on millions and billions of things in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't focus on all the things I can't grab right now. I focus on what I have, and I focus on what's practical to move me forward. Right. So after a show a few weeks ago, I realized like, okay. Um, I can write this email to somebody or I can have chat GPT and my team create this, right? So they, they did. And then I edited it to make sure it has my style and my uniqueness. And then we got it put into the workflow so that all I have to do is click a button. Mm-hmm. And now after two minute timer, it's going to send that. And somebody on my team or myself could have been stuck doing that. And it's, uh, what does it take? 10 minutes, yeah. um, you know, per time that that happens. Now it takes 10 seconds and can be done at the same time as I'm, I'm even live on a show. And yeah. again, those, those factors exponentially add up. It's again, it's about learning what to focus on, when to focus on, um, you know, and, and not getting stuck in the day-to-day monotony that sometimes we tell ourselves we can't do anything about that. We just have to do things this way. Yeah. We, we don't have to do things anyway. We get yeah. to, we choose yep. to. Yep. So awesome. Garrett, um, I, I appreciate what you've, what you've shared, uh, the, the big lessons. If anybody's, uh, looking for help consulting with, with, um, building your brands and business, of course, uh, reach out to Garrett and the show links. Um, LinkedIn is how we connected, I believe. Um, yeah. so I know he's reliable to, to access there as well. Um, is there any, any other place we should be directing people towards Garrett? LinkedIn is I'm, I'm there every day. Um, my website, which you just showed a minute ago, preludemarketing.com. You can reach out to me there. So either way, um, would love to chat, even if it's just to kind of catch up, get to know you. I I'm happy to do, you know, 30 minute intro calls with, you know, clients and offer some free advice to see if it would make sense to work together. If not, no harm, no foul. have, you know, someone new, you know, and I'm happy to make an intro to someone else who might be a better fit. So. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I would I would throw down on that too on Garrett's behalf, entrepreneurs, those of you who are evaluating who to work with, the interview process is one of the biggest things that you're missing um, is, is your HR process is, is in shams and you don't have the ability to properly quantify who you want in your team. And then you're not going into these interviews with enough depth to understand the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of working with said person. So make sure to do your due diligence. That's my final gift to you on this episode. Vision Pros, we appreciate you being here and we look forward to seeing you on the next show. Garrett, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Jackson. It's been fun. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention.